Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking about our top three most romantic restaurants at Walt Disney World. I am joined once again by Christy Summers, who is a honeymooner extraordinaire from Walt Disney World and also a Disney Wedding mentor over on MagicalDayWeddings.com. And we have done the top three most romantic resorts, and we thought, well, it's a natural to cover what we consider to be the top three most romantic restaurants, because a huge part of going on a honeymoon for most people is having at least one romantic meal while you are in Walt Disney World. So welcome, Christy. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. And I have to say, I'm really excited for this topic because we're one of those couples that plans our trips to Disney World around where we're going to eat. (laughs) Me too. So anytime we can talk about food, I'm totally it. (laughs) Yeah. And to me, there's just something like that's one of my most favorite quote unquote romantic activities. Like, you know, when it's an anniversary or um, somebody's birthday or something to me going out to a really nice meal. And then of course, at Walt Disney World, there's also the chance of incorporating fireworks. That is like the ultimate fun romantic thing to do. Yes, definitely. I actually had a tough time picking these because I realized that for me, romance is synonymous with quiet. And so I was just picking all the restaurants at Walt Disney World that I think are the most quiet. (laughs) And maybe that's not a bad thing. But and the other thing is, I was thinking back on some of our most romantic meals on our honeymoon trip, on our anniversary trips. And a lot of times they aren't at restaurants that are maybe the most popular or have the best food. And it was really all due to the circumstances. Like we've had Well, we always have great meals at Artist Point, but there was one meal where just everything clicked, everything fell into place, and it felt really romantic. But I couldn't put my finger on exactly what made it so romantic. So I'll give an honorable mention to Artist Point because it does have the beautiful natural park setting and... It's usually pretty quiet and the food is very good, but I tried to pick three that were really standouts for three different reasons. Okay, so the first one I think is really romantic is Bistro de Paris, and that's in Epcot. It's the restaurant upstairs from Chefs de France in the France Pavilion, and my number one reason for thinking this is a romantic place is it's very quiet. There is that formality. It's not so formal that you have to worry about what you're wearing, but there's enough formality that it feels like a special occasion restaurant. The tables are not all on top of each other. The lighting is dim, at least at night. And you have the benefit of if you get a table by the window, you can actually kind of see illuminations from there. So to me, like I say, combining fireworks with dinner is the ultimate romantic experience. So I think Bistro de Paris gets my vote there. That's always a plus. And, you know, I've heard comparisons of that restaurant to Club 33. So since you've been to both, would you find it comparable to Club 33? Oh, that's interesting. Um, Let me think about that. Well, there's certainly the aspect of being upstairs (laughs) and um, (laughs) looking out the little windows. And, yeah, the food at Club 33 is not as good as everybody thinks it is. I think that maybe Bistro de Paris actually has slightly better food than Club 33. So, But, yeah, I could see them being on a par. Of course, Club 33 has that sort of exclusive feel. It makes everything, every meal there feels special just because 
it's really hard to get in. <laughs> yes, yeah, it does. So, but yeah, that's a, <laughs> and although they do have the dessert buffet, but that's another topic for another show. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, so I would say that, yeah, there is a little bit of that feel. Again, quiet, dim at night, a view of the fireworks, and really good service. That is one thing I think you could say they have in common is they're very much into taking care of you. And pretty much every time I've made a reservation there and said it's our anniversary or a birthday or whatever, we always get one of the great seats by the window. So that's cool. Oh, that's good. I, that's one that's definitely on my to-do list that I want to try. Especially it seems more recently I've been hearing more and more good things about that restaurant. So I think in, initially – all I heard was escargot, and I, so that I was just kind of like, you know what? No, I'm good. <laughs> As I get older and braver, and uh, you know, actually looking at the menu, it, it looks really, really good. Yeah, and that is something to mention that the menu is very traditionally French. It's not like nouveau French cuisine, and it's not California cuisine, which I'm used to eating at most of the swanky restaurants in LA. So you do have a lot of traditional French dishes, including escargot, but. Because it's Disney, there's a beef, there's a chicken, there's a fish. So hopefully there's something for everyone. That's interesting to take in mind then. Definitely want to give it a try. And then my next choice is one that it might seem pretty obvious, but I really like California Grill, which is the restaurant at the top of the contemporary. And I think it is a go-to romantic dining spot for many people because it also includes fireworks and has a first-rate view of the fireworks. It has huge, you know, floor-to-ceiling windows. They also have a catwalk that you can go out and see the fireworks from there. If, for example, you have a meal earlier in the evening, you're allowed to come back and then watch the fireworks from the catwalk, which is always very cool. Um, but they, it's, it really has that special occasion restaurant feel. The servers really take care of you. If you're celebrating something, they are sure to sprinkle confetti on your table. Uh, we've even had, I don't know if this was a program they were trying out or if they still do this, but on one of our anniversaries, I think it was, they came by and they took a photo of us and emailed it to us afterwards. And it just felt like they really understand what to do when someone is celebrating a special occasion. In the photo was Tinkerbell sprinkling pixie dust <laughs> over your head. You know how they <laughs> they'll Photoshop the characters in afterward. Um, I, they may have added that, but at the time it was just a straight up photo, which I was <laughs> I was kidding. pretty impressed. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like the photos with Cinderella before you go to Cinderella's royal table <laughs> or something. And the other thing is the food is really good. I think the first time we ate there, we were on our honeymoon, and I got just steak or something. I was like, mm, it's all right. I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, we also are not people who are super impressed by sushi because we can get sushi like at the laundromat where we live. So <laughs> the fact that California Grill serves sushi is not a huge selling point. But I've had the chance to go back there many times since then. On one trip, I was staying at the Contemporary and I found myself eating there for like almost every meal except breakfast. I wish they did breakfast. It would probably be fabulous. <laughs> and the consistency of the quality really impressed me. Like the meals are always good there. So I think over time and getting to try a bunch of different things on the menu, it's become one of my favorite restaurants, not just because of the fireworks and the specialness, but also because they actually have really good food. That's a really good point because there are a lot of restaurants in Walt Disney World that have great real estate. California Grill obviously has one of the most prime spots in all of all of Walt Disney World. But so many times you find, you know, with uh, Tony's Town Square and Magic Kingdom, that has prime real estate. But you hear so many people that are unhappy with the food options there or what they're actually served. Or basically they just kind of write on their coattails that, hey, we're in the Magic Kingdom, you're going to eat here, so never mind about the food. You know? <laughs> and, exactly. you, and, and you find that some people, because they're on vacation and they're there, they're willing to accept that. And mm -hmm. I think it's great 
that with California Grill, they have that consistency that they can offer. And, and that's a really good point with the restaurant. You know, we ate there on our honeymoon too. And we were really lucky. We got the table for two up against the window with the fireworks and the service was, we ordered the steak as well. So we, ju- we thought the food was good, but we didn't see what all the, what all the fuss was about. So now uh, we'll have to go back and venture off the steak from the menu there. Um, you know, after hearing your review of it, but the service that we had itself was, you know, they dim the lights and the fireworks start. They don't bother you when the when the fireworks are coming. They make sure to plan your meal around, you know, when they're going to bring your food so it's not just sitting there getting cold if the show is just starting because they know and they understand that you're going to want to watch that and enjoy that. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely an aspect of the service there that I really appreciate. And yeah, I would say the steak, I think for me, a steak is always like the best thing on any menu. And whenever I try a place for the first time, I get the steak. But really... <laughs> There's only so much you can do with the steak. And so if you want to see how the restaurant really performs, try some of the other stuff. And uh, (laughs) just as a precursor, you'll find from my choices that we really love steak. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So yeah, definitely need to try to venture away from that next time we go. Okay, and then my third choice, I feel almost obligated to pick this because it's the one that everybody thinks of. If you know about it, it's the first thing you think of when you think, I need a romantic restaurant at Walt Disney World, and that is Victoria and Albert's. But I have to say, I resisted going to Victoria and Albert's for a long time because... Well, I thought it would be stuffy. I also didn't think the food was probably going to be as good as everyone said it was. So I finally went because a friend wanted to go. So I haven't even had a romantic quote unquote meal there. But having dined there, I can see how for some people, this would be the ultimate idea of a fancy meal. You we were talking about how great the service is at California Grill. At Victorian Alberts, they're so over the top with the rose for every lady and the special printed menus. And and it's really quiet, which is one of my criteria for a good romantic restaurant. And it's a destination meal. It's You don't just go there to wolf down your steak and then run back out to see the fireworks. You spend hours there. They take their time between each course and you get to try all different kinds of things, maybe things you've never had before. They have wine pairings with each course. It's definitely an event kind of meal. And so I can see why that's always included in people's lists. And having eaten there, the food is really good. I still think that you can get food that is just as good or better in most major cities for a lot less. But again, I think part of what you're paying for is the experience, the fancy show, the service, the Victoria room where they roll everything out on carts. That's all part and parcel, just the same as if you were doing a, you know, the luau or something where the show is included with the meal. But of course, the food is much better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how far out in advance you can book Victorian Albert? I think like all the others, it's 180 days. I think it's the chef's table that's really hard to get, which is oh. in the kitchen and only seats 10, I think. But um, yeah, we didn't have any trouble. I think we decided maybe two months out to make a reservation and we didn't have any trouble getting one, but maybe it just was the time of year that we went. Yeah, possibly. Because they don't have very many tables in there, right? Yeah, and only two seatings per night. So it's not like they have a continuous rotation of people coming through. Once you're in there, you're in there. (laughs) (laughs) If you change your mind, it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get out. So, But again, it's great. It's a great excuse to dress up, just devote the evening to going to this fabulous dinner. And that's what a lot of people want to do on their honeymoon or anniversary or engagement trip or any other romantic occasion at Walt Disney World. And you sort of want to be in that romantic mindset in order to dress up like that, because otherwise, you know, you're at Walt Disney World. That's not necessarily the first priority for everyone. So I think that that's a great opportunity to do that. Right. Okay, so my choices, I'm looking through and 
preparing for this, I'm realizing that uh, we tend to stick to our core restaurants whenever we go, no matter if we have a short trip or a long trip. And I think that says something. So I'll talk to you what our top uh, three romantic restaurants are from our core <laughs> group of restaurants that we like to go to. So first for us is picking a signature. Signature isn't something that we do very often. And of course, you already talked about California Grill and how it has, um, it hits all the points, right? It has the location and the consistency and the food. So for us, another choice for a signature would be the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Because as I mentioned, we love our steak and we like the location. It's sort of out of the way. So it's very quiet and very low key and can take your time with your meal and just sort of enjoy each other's company because there's not, there's not a whole lot of distraction around within the restaurant we were there one time and illuminations was going off and we could kind of see it if we peeked through the window but um but other than that that's it so just it offers a really nice atmosphere have you ever eaten at yachtsman yeah we love it and i would say along with shula's steakhouse it has the best steak on property like better than california grill better than le cellier i think yachtsman and is the most consistent too like i know this because we always order the same kind of steak and it's always (laughs) amazing (laughs) Now, I have to say, before sweet potato fries got really trendy and now everyone has them, we had them there. And they were so good, I fell in love with them and just couldn't get enough, really. So now that they are so popular, it's silly. But whenever I see them, I always remember back to our honeymoon and when we when we had those sweet potato fries, Aww. those delicious, delicious fries. That's really <laughs> cute. The other thing Yachtsman does that a lot of people are nuts for, including my husband, is the rolls that they bring out. They bring kind of an assortment of rolls, and one of them is a sort of pull-apart onion or garlic roll and mm-hmm. oh my goodness like we always have to ask for extra to take home with us because they're so good <laughs> yeah those are really good they also have this tomato salad and i can't remember what it's called i apologize but it's uh, on the appetizer menu and it's this it's a tomato stack essentially and it it's amazing you think okay a tomato is a tomato but i don't know what they do with their tomatoes is something different than anyone else does because it's delicious <laughs> that's great And yeah, like you're saying, the food is great and the atmosphere is great and the service is great. And it's sort of out of the way, you know, it's really easy to walk right by it when you're in the resort and not even know it's there. So it does have that secluded romantic feel that people look for when they're on their honeymoon. Yeah, definitely. And and it seems fairly easy to get a reservation there. It's not one of the more difficult ones to get. So I would highly recommend it. Cool. So keeping on my steak theme, and now I'm going to go for one that is some would say is overrated, and for many it's a must-do, and for us it's always a must-do, and it's Le Cellier. They have lunch, and if you're on dining plan, on the dining plan, then you know the lunch would be one credit and the dinner would be two credits because now the dinner is billed as a signature dining experience. And so we've done both, and I would say skip the dinner and go for the lunch <laughs> because whether or not you're on the dining plan, the lunch is a better value in my opinion. You can get certain things at the lunch that you can't get at the dinner. You know, some people don't like their famous uh, mushroom filet mignon. Then some people don't prefer the risotto. They want mashed potatoes. Or you're at a steakhouse and you just want mashed potatoes and they don't serve those at the dinner. So just something to keep in mind. But we love going here for lunch. It's a small restaurant, so the tables can be fairly close together. So, um, But in doing that, we have actually struck up conversations with the people at the tables next to us and while you're on your honeymoon you might think um you know 
romantic, you want to be alone, but wearing your, if you're wearing your button or if you're wearing any kind of ears or, or anything to show people that you're on your honeymoon, then naturally you'll find that other people uh, want to strike up a conversation with you. And we've met some really great people eating here. And I know that that's not why you would make your reservation there, but it's just, uh, it's just a fun aspect of the restaurant. And we have always had a great meal here. And that's an interesting perspective on it too, because yeah, sometimes the conversations you have during your meals are what make your meal the most memorable. And so if you are open to that, that's an interesting way to look at it rather than, oh, I'm on top of all the people around me. Maybe, you know, you're going to learn something interesting or meet somebody nice when you're there. So, but I can speak to the change of menu at dinner. We were vastly disappointed when we got the mushroom filet and we wanted to order the cream cheese mashed potatoes instead. And they said that they didn't have them. And I thought, well, can't you just make them? And apparently they can't because what they brought us was the furthest thing from cream cheese mashed potatoes I've ever had. It was closer to library paste. Ew. (laughs) You just pulled out a box of potato flakes and whipped them up for you. (laughs) Yeah. So I think lunch is a great tip because it's cheaper and they have all the great stuff. Would you say that their lunch menu is closer to their old menu before they tried to get all swanky than their yes. dinner menu? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't even think the lunch menu really changed at all. And I, not that I have anything against getting all swanky, but their aspirations exceed their execution and the dinner is just not up to what they are hoping it can be to qualify as a signature. Yeah, no, I, I really don't see it as a signature. I mean, it, it is a nice dining experience, but, but I wouldn't, compare it to the other signatures on property by any means you know we've always we've been lucky we've eaten there several times and we've always had great service when when we've been there and but I still wouldn't categorize it with with the signature it just doesn't feel like a good fit it's almost like they just did it because it was so popular and they could I'm not sure yeah I think that's exactly why they did it so that would be my second pick again I know it's it's a pretty standard one but to us it's a big one and for my third one Again, in the Epcot area, I really tried to venture out and find restaurants that, that were outside of the area, but um, I couldn't. This is our, our favorite place, and we always tend to uh, migrate back to here. And so our third choice is at the Beach Club, and it's Beaches and Cream. Oh, yeah. If anyone has heard me on any of your previous shows, they've heard me ramble on about Beaches and Cream before, <laughs> but it's a favorite, and it's a standard for us. It's, it's a must-do every single trip. We've done it every trip that we've been on. And you know, like I said, if you're on your honeymoon, a great option is to just take a seat at the counter. The atmosphere, for some reason, just seems to be a little bit different up there. And, and for us, even though it's a lively restaurant, it's small, but it's lively. But we always have a great romantic time there. And usually we share the dessert, which sort of helps with the, you know, the romance. And, uh-huh. and just, in, you know, we're both enjoying the same thing together. And A milkshake with two straws. maybe (laughs) no I agree about the counter and this is a funny thing that I notice when we go out to eat and I've heard this said that men like to sit across from their partner when they go out to eat and women like to sit next to their partner (laughs) so Patrick usually wins and we almost always sit across from each other so when we sit at the counter it's always a treat for me because we get to sit next to each other and I find that very romantic yes sometimes it's it's nice to I know some people are very opinionated on where they sit, <laughs> um, you know, with their partner when they see people sitting side by side or across from each other. But it it is a nice change because generally, yes, we, we do sit across from each other, too. And it is definitely nice to, you know, you're just kind of cozying up to each other, which is always nice. <laughs> 
So, and I guess we could list, I mean, we did the top three most romantic, but of course, like you say, there are plenty of other places, you know, maybe your favorite area is the Epcot area. Um, for the runners up, we could list a few, like, I know Jico gets high marks. I really like Jico. I haven't had any particularly romantic meals there, but it's dark. It's, it has booths. They have great food and great service. Um, Artist Point, like I said. And another one for me, but it's more of one of those special experiences versus a restaurant and it's the tea at the Grand Floridian. Oh, interesting. We did that that in December and it was so much fun. We were actually there with my parents, but we still together, he and I had a romantic time and it's one of our favorite memories from the trip and the four of us together had so much fun. And so it's something that I think as a couple, it's not something that you would normally do, but because you're in Disney, it's, it's okay. Right. I mean, who, (laughs) who doesn't want to go have tea at the Grand Floridian? So Um, It's just something that it's not a full meal, but it's it's a fun thing to do. I think a nice break from what you would normally be doing and just a nice break to take in the afternoon. That's a good tip. So I'm trying to think of other sort of runner up romantic restaurants. Um, Blue Zoo over at the Swan and Dolphin has a really neat atmosphere. They have great food, good service, and there's a section in the bar where you can sit in little booths that you might find more romantic than just a table. Another one that we tried recently was Mama Melrose, and we had never tried it because we just, like I said, we have our core group of restaurants, but when we went in here, the atmosphere, it's its another one of those dark restaurants. It wasn't too loud, and the food was pretty good, but our favorite aspect of this was they have a spaghetti and meatballs cupcake, and so it's sort of like you can have your Lady in the Tramp moment, but with the cupcake. <laughs> It's really good, and I would highly recommend for anyone to try it because it is just its delicious. All right. Can you tell me a little bit about this? Because when I first heard about it, I thought it was actually spaghetti and meatballs smooshed into the shape of a cupcake. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, the way that they make it, it looks so realistic. You could easily believe that, definitely. Um, so what it is, is it's a chocolate cupcake, and the chocolate cake part is it's super moist and Like I said, it's just so delicious. And then uh, they cover it with, uh, I think it's like a cream cheese frosting, and they pipe it so that it looks like the spaghetti noodles. And then they take a chocolate truffle and form it into the shape of a meatball and set it on the top of the cupcake. And then they pour a little bit of a strawberry sauce over it to act as your uh, marinara for the spaghetti. And then they put white chocolate shavings on there to make it look like the Parmesan cheese. (laughs) And it was, when we ordered it initially, I ordered one and just assumed we would share it. And my husband ordered one too. And he's not super big on desserts. He'd rather have you know, the meal over the sweets, the, the savory over the sweet. And so he ordered one too. And if we could have, we both would have licked our plate. It was so good. So <laughs> so we're making the pilgrimage back to Mama Melrose on our next trip. And uh, we will definitely be ordering more of those cupcakes and possibly some to go to take back to our room because they were just so delicious. That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Christy. It was great to share our top three most romantic restaurants. I'm sure there are many more. And in fact, listeners, if you have your suggestions, please feel free to leave them in the comments on this post on the Disney Wedding Podcast website. Thank you for joining me, Christy, and I'll look forward to talking to you again in the future. Yes, I can't wait. And now I'm going to go eat lunch because I'm starving. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, 
check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>